Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. My name's Claire Sieber and I'm one of the medical directors here at Wessex LMCs. And today I have with me Julia Hempenstahl, who is one of the GP fellows at Wessex LMCs. Hi, nice to see you, Claire. Hi, Julia. And today we're going to talk about tier two visas, which is something that's becoming more on my radar as a GP. But actually, Julia, could you tell me what a tier two visa is and why it's relevant to general practice and why the LMC are talking about it at the moment? Yes, of course. So um, the the topic of tier two visas really came on our radar following one of our medical directors speaking to an international medical graduate who was a GP trainee. And she was explaining that as she'd come from a non-EU country, that she was here studying for her general practice training on a tier two visa. And she explained that the three years of her training was covered by HEE. Um, But when she finished and completed her training and qualified as a GP, she actually needed to find a sponsor to be able for her to stay here in the country um, for the next couple of years. Because actually, as a a non-EU doctor, you need to be in the country for five years to be able to apply for indefinite leave to remain. And as general practice training is only three years, that meant that the shortfall of two years meant that they need to look for a sponsoring organisation. And why this is really relevant to us as GPs, as we know, is around workforce and workloads. And actually, we don't simply have enough GPs here in the UK to do the work that we need to. Um, So actually looking to workforce from different countries is a way of helping with workforce issues. And the Tier 2 visa and becoming a sponsoring organisation to to house a doctor from uh, an international non-EU country um, is, is a real opportunity for us. Okay, so how would a practice become a sponsoring organisation to, to be able to employ one of these GPs or indeed to keep on a registrar uh, currently at the practice already who would otherwise have to leave? Yeah, so so this is this is where there is um, an, uh, a application process to become what's called a tier two visa sponsoring organisation. So that means that you have a licence to be able to give out certificates of sponsorship. And it's these certificates of sponsorship that the GP then uses um, to be able to get their tier two visa. Now, for the practice, it's it's important to understand that essentially they're becoming a long arm of the home office. So actually significant trust is placed in practices um, becoming sponsoring organisations. And so the home office do have quite strict criteria that the practices need to adhere to, which therefore can seem quite bureaucratic and um, quite a lengthy process. But the practice managers that I've spoken to have been through this say it's worth it if you're able to hold on to, like you say, the GP trainee that you've got or indeed um, recruit an international GP. Um, So the way that they do it is, um, is actually through an online application. Um, But there is quite a lot of documents that you have to get in order to be able to do that process. 
And is there an application fee for this, Julia? There is. And this is one of the things that we want to, at the LMC, really push at the moment. Because at the moment, NHS England is paying um, financial support for the application costs of becoming a sponsoring organisation. And we know at the moment that this is going to go on only until the 31st of March 2020. So we see it as a real opportunity for practices to become tiered to sponsoring organisations. And the reason why it's an opportunity is because once you've got your licence, you actually hold it for four years as long as you you adhere to all the Home Office requirements. Um, You've actually got the opportunity to um, apply to give out what's called the Certificate of Sponsorship for the next four years. So actually there's a bit of sort of future-proofing to this as well. And it sounds like there's no risk to the practice in doing this. No, the only risk, uh, having spoken to people, is that it does take time uh, with all these things. And you you do an online uh, application. And and if people are are interested, I'd really direct them towards our online resource at the Wessex LMC's um, website. Because on there, we've got two really useful PowerPoint presentations that take practices through the process of application. Um, So there's one about becoming a tier two visa sponsor um, that the Department of Health and Social Care have put together. And then once you've got your license and you're able to give out your certificates of sponsorship, there's also a a PowerPoint presentation that shows you step by step on how to create and assign your certificates of sponsorship. Okay, that sounds really helpful. And it's good to know that until the end of March, the application fee will be reimbursed by NHS England. That's right. Yes, it is. And and, and actually, that's a really positive step. And we know through um, engaging with the practices in Wessex that a lot of people are taking this opportunity. Um, And it's important to say that um, there are no there's no ceiling to the amount of sponsoring organisations that there are. So absolutely any practice could do this. Okay, thank you, Julia. Um, How does the new GP contract come into play here? Because there are um, proposals for GP trainees to actually have a training post for longer than three years now. Yeah, I was I was really um, interested to see that. Obviously, um, a lot of what we've put together was put together before um, the end of January 2020, when the um, UK left the European Union and, and the Brexit process started. Um, so there there are going to be some adjustments over the coming years. But to see in the contract that now GP trainees are going to be offered a five-year contract with three years of training and hopefully this two years of sort of fellowship and post-qualification support. I guess that gives a real opportunity for our international medical graduates to be able to become resident in the UK on that contract. Um, I mean, I don't pretend to be a contracts expert or an immigration expert, but what I would say is that that does seem a future way of getting around this, but that isn't going to be coming straight away. So I would still encourage practices to become sponsoring organisations while the funding from NHS England is available. Okay, and that would only be for new trainees coming in at ST1 level. Exactly, exactly. So we've still, it's a little bit unclear what's going to happen beyond the 31st of January 2021 with our international GPs who are coming from uh, EU and non-EU countries.
Yeah. So dare I ask it, how, how is Brexit going to factor into all of this? Do we, do we know? Well, having tried to do some research to find a definitive answer to that question, the answer is, is I can't find it yet. And I know currently the government is in negotiation um, with the European Union about this. Um, and so I don't have the precise answer for you. Um, but what I would do is encourage people because there must be in the future some sort of sponsorship type arrangement that it would be only a positive to be a sponsoring organization thank you so i think the the take-home message is that this tier two visa system uh, of becoming an organized um a sponsoring organization is a way for practices to tap into recruitment um from current registrars or overseas uh, GPs that otherwise wouldn't be available to us and currently the application fee for doing this is being reimbursed by NHS England so it's something we should all think about doing now if we've got a problem with recruitment. Yes and I think even if you haven't got a problem having it on your radar for the reasons of the four years of holding the licence is sensible. Um, a couple of things that I would point out that are important is that um, and it's written in the documentation online is there are a couple of time sensitive frames to um, to becoming a sponsoring organisation with sending off the documents and then also about once you've got a certificate um, uh, of sponsorship for a doctor they need to start working in your organisation within a certain time frame. So I think practices should be aware of that. Um, and like you say, yes, there's reimbursement at the moment for the sponsorship licence fee, the visa sponsorship certificates. And also there is some money at the moment for immigration skills uh, and relocation skills for um, international GPs as well. And they are set out on the NHS um, uh, website as well. So there is lots of opportunity um, for people to recruit from further afield. Thank you, Julia. So I think we should direct everyone to our website now where there's a wealth of information by the sounds of it and all of the relevant links to get going with the process if you would like to. Yeah, and I'd encourage um, people, um, once they do have um, a... Um, so once they are a sponsoring organisation, one of the things we've done at Wessex NMCs is we're trying to tee up the doctors that are looking for sponsoring organisations to the organisations that hold a licence. Um, and I, we, we here are trying to collate a list. And you'll see on our jobs page that we've got an Excel spreadsheet that I'm constantly updating as I hear um, more and more practice managers have, have managed to get a licence. So do get in touch with us here in the office um, so that we can keep that live and the other thing that we're trying to do is to allow other GPs to know about this so the GP trainees so that they're they're constantly aware of um of potential partnership um uh partnerships with within sponsoring organizations thank you Julia I hope the listeners found the podcast useful yeah brilliant nice to talk to you thanks Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice